what's good? It's your boy Fabs. It's your boy Milo. And we're here to bring you yet another episode of Layers of Life. Life. Come on. Book, book, book. Come true, come they true. Are in blood. <laughs> Look at you. We've got a Jamaican. We've got another Jamaican here, you know, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's good, bro? Yeah, man, my easy. I'm just. Yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm just happy to be here again. Another another episode, another recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but a face of time, just to let you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All of that, all of that, all of that. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like because I still go to work and stuff, everything for me just feels still so normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I've been doing some um, school runs for my niece and nephew now. Recently, okay, cool. And I really feel like a dad. Like I, I really feel like I like when I'm out with them and I see my, my nephew and he just says something interesting or I don't know what it is like kids I just, kids are just so they different yeah. <laughs> they different wait I guess you better start practicing from now I guess, you know what I mean <laughs> you know like that but yeah man I mean boy ugh, it's just long um everything's just long um I'm just trying my best to keep myself productive mm. um and I it's weird because. As much as I would like to chill, I feel guilty doing so. I feel like I always kind of need to be on the ball until something comes my way. Mm. Do you know what I'm coming from? And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I shouldn't, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, I'm, a bit, I'm in a bit of a weird place. But you know what? I am still trying my best to make every day productive and so forth. And yeah, we are getting somewhere. A few things in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Happening slowly but surely, but you know, here we are. And um what's annoying is the fact that you know we're still in this climate and the fact that the weather is like this as well. So Yeah. Yeah. At first helping. when it snowed like a week or two ago, whenever whenever it was, it, it was like, Oh, this is this is cute. Snow. It looks pretty. And now But now I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's actually blitz. Like it's now it's bare cold. Proper settling that um, proper yeah, and it's bare icy, it's just yeah, it's long. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. However though, since like the past few days and seeing the snow and everything. I know it's gonna sound mad childish here, but I've actually never seen a snowflake like close, like face to face close. And what? Yeah, like bro, I never obviously I always knew snowflakes were a thing, yeah. I knew I knew it snowed and it came into the form of a snowflake, but you know the actual detail of a snowflake, like the lines that's on it, the shapes and stuff. I feel like in TV series and stuff, I always knew, and cartoons, I always knew it was a thing, but I never actually saw it myself. I am screaming. <laughs> it sounds really childish, but I swear to you, I really didn't know that that was a thing. So basically, you're today's year, years old when you found this out, yeah? Uh, no, yesterday, I found it. Yesterday? <laughs> you are not easy at I don't know what I imagined it to look like, but I didn't think it was going to be as detailed as it actually is. Boy. And it just took me back, and I, it started making me think, I was like, do you think there's some sort of correlation with... Um, with appreciating nature as you get older. Because I've, I've also been starting to appreciate the moon and just random stuff about nature. I've just started to take more of a liking into. Or does it just depend on the stage of life you're in? I don't know. Bro, it that could be a potential correlation makes there. so much sense. I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, I mean, I already knew about the snowflake thing, snowflake thing already. But, okay. <laughs> but um, no, on a level, like when I used to um, travel to obviously all these places, or like all these beaches in like Jamaica, Barbados, St. Lucia and whatnot, I literally, like before I, like my flight would go back to the UK, like I would sit on the beach and I would literally just take everything in and, and I would just, I would just appreciate everything around me. Mm. And I just appreciate, you know, the waves and the breeze and the heat and because there's a thing where 
when I go back home, I'm, I'm not having any of that. Do you know I'm coming from? No, I feel you. Like, there's a difference between Barbados and Brighton, mm. especially the beaches. And you're not getting that same kind of feel. You see what I'm saying? And it's so mad how, you know, you can kind of appreciate something that you don't always have, if that makes sense. You get me? No, I feel uh, so I feel like definitely as I've gotten older, I've started to appreciate nature. There's something with the sea that resonates with my soul. Well, I, I can't resonate a bit no more because I can't go nowhere. Oh, I'm stuck yeah. here. <laughs> like, I'm vexed. I'm actually vexed. You're here talking about beaches and stuff. I'm sitting there thinking, bro, like, that the thought of going to a, G- a beach or doing anything of the sort is a mad thing. You know what's mad as well is, yeah. So I also came across a post, um, an article on BBC actually, which mentioned how apparently people who are um, breaking travel guidelines and like traveling out of the country and stuff, apparently they're being fined 10 grand and could potentially be facing 10 year sentences. And live where? And like, what? When I saw that, because this is fully, fully what? on a BBC article, like online, I saw it. I was like, this must be a joke. Like, I get you guys probably want to, are trying to, in essence, force people to stay home and, do, do, and not you know, make these flights and stuff. First of all, close the borders. <laughs> if it's really that deep, close the borders. Yo. Uh, but it's mad. I'm A whole 10K and 10 years. 10 years, that's, that, that, that's when I was like, no, that, that's when they're taking the piss now. I'm people getting less for child pornography and for for, 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 for stabbing people or having, having possession of a knife. You want to give people 10 years potentially for breaking a COVID rule. travel rule. Like, like, what is that? Like, I don't even know what to say about this, you know. It's like, I get it. And it, at the same time, it makes no sense because... Why number one? Why is the why is the um you know the sentence so long for? And exactly like you said, there's obviously you know um people who obviously get lesser sentences for you know more crucial things. You get what I'm coming All from? they need to do is close the borders. That's actually it. That's so actually it. I don't it. understand how this can now become a fault onto the people of living in, living within the country as why it's off as opposed to the government's fault. I just it doesn't sit well with me. And I, I think you you also mentioned as well something about um vaccine passports. Yeah. Um, vaccine passports, um, I believe they've been, well, they've been dashed to the corner now, isn't it? Something like Rightly that anyways, so. yeah. And I believe that was the right thing to do because it's like, why the hell are you going to be creating such a thing? Like, make, vaccine no. passports. No. To, and you, the thing is, I feel like when you re- really look at it, it really is against our human rights. You can't tell me that I cannot, I'm not allowed to travel because I haven't got a vaccine. What do you mean? That, that, makes that, no is, literally start, that is literally control and it's practically what has been happening and I get it's a time to be sensitive on people and see what's happening around and whatnot. But subconsciously and even consciously, clearly, visibly, actually, it's like, it's almost as if society is being restructured and everyone is kind of like, yeah, it's okay because we need to make these changes for now. And Let's and just do it. Let's just do it. No, Whoa. no. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the expense of your own rights and what you what you can do and what you want to do for yourself, please. It's, that's dead it's not me that's way. going to be controlled or psychologically controlled to no 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 vaccine <laughs> listen and I'm glad that they came. that's probably the best thing that they've done was to obviously reject that you get what I mean it doesn't make any sense man yeah let them go let us stay home let it blow over but however there's been some positives of this whole lockdown stuff in some aspects because um, I've also came across another um, article um, through I think it was BBC or ITV one of the two um, and it said how there's been like a mass increase of registered companies um, since COVID news broke out from last year. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's a bit of good news as well. It's, it's nice to be able to see that in the midst of all this headache and cry for help and, you know, this distortion, so to say, um, there's people who are really getting their 
shit together, really. Yeah, you know, no levels. Putting faith into themselves and, you know, opening businesses and starting it. And it's, 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 it's great to see, to be fair. I think it's sick because what you need to understand is that, you know, like, I guess with this whole quarantine thing, like, it can go one of two ways. Mm. You can either sit and mope and think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to go out here, there, everywhere and all these things. Or actually use this time to actually create something beneficial not just for yourself but then for everyone else do you know what i mean yeah. and hence why there's so much you know of an increase in mm. registered companies so i think that's absolutely amazing i know there's there's one guy in particular who i actually want to try and get him onto the podcast um he's got a brand called se care se care like, se like s oh se okay yeah, okay okay care and um it's like obviously skincare and creams and stuff and he obviously started this business last year, like throughout the whole lockdown and stuff. He generated 150k in three months. What? Literally 150k in three months, bro. Like it's mad bro. what can happen when you really believe in your brand and you just take the plunge. So I want to hear a bit more about his story. So okay, well we need to do our research. I'm gonna get my, so... <laughs> you know, get my fingers. I'm get my fingers going. I'm done with you. <laughs> Make some connections. <laughs> I'm actually done, but you know what? Yeah. Can't, we need yeah whoever you are let's let, let's that's, do our that's, research that's inspirational man no that is Honestly. and that is literally you know um it says it says it by itself you get mm-hmm. what I mean you know it says whatever like you use this time to actually do something you know constructive you get me you know and I really feel like you know people like um him he's been able to obviously yeah just utilize this time and there's so much other things that you can do within this time as well that will, you know, kind of... It's like you're kind of putting your pain into something else, in a sense, you get me, mm. you know? And I feel like, you know, that's what... I feel like everyone really should be doing, you know? But, you know, I guess... I'm also like, I'm also on the in-between bit where it's like, no one's meant to be an entrepreneur, and so blah, and that's just it. You got to try, I guess, innit? Yeah. And, and if you don't try, you won't know, innit? This is definitely not for everyone, like, so... This is it. No, that's sick, man. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I really feel like... Um, yeah, this is probably the time where, again, everyone can obviously start, you know, doing their businesses and everything like that. So, yeah, come through. Let us know what businesses you've you've decided to build up and all of that as well. And, um, yeah, we can obviously talk about that as well. You get me? Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to mention as well, I mean, coming up to um, the time of the month, well, apart from the fact that it is my Ooh birthday la this la. month. <laughs> I'm telling old man, who begged me? How are you going to be like 35? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me 55, but, you know, but I'm going to be 28. And, um, yeah, I'm just kind of, my heart keeps racing every time I say that age. Like, because all I'm thinking is two years till 30. Like, I'm basically one. Yeah, <laughs> allow it, man. <laughs> if you want to think Allow it. it. It's I'm still 29 next quick. year in it, so it's, it's a minor in it. But I'm like, yo, where the hell has time gone? I'm not ready for this. I am. I'm not. I am. I'm in It's crazy it. because yeah, it's like even me being 25 and you know, ages of like 30 coming up, these milestones. When 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 I was younger, I feel like you always assumed or got to a conclusion that people at those ages were like set doing up. their like, thing you know what I mean? And like you're, you're proper adults, proper like living wherever they're living, doing whatever they're living, some extravagant lives. Mm-hmm. But when you're there, I feel like in this day and age of society and how things, how the cookie has crumbled for us, I feel like the expectations of what 25 and 30 year olds were doing, let's say 30 years ago, or even 10 years ago, compared to now, is completely different. Completely different. And I really feel like. A lot of things were probably a lot more easier to get back then. 
um, and so forth. And that's why, obviously, you know, the expectations of yeah. you reaching those uh, milestones were a lot kind of... Because I'm really you know, split between, yeah, you're still young, but mm, you're really maturing now. So, you know, certain things... I think it's good because certain, certain traits and things to be aware of as you grow, I feel like you just do things differently or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't know. But I feel like... I don't feel like we're too old or not done enough for our age, to be fair. I feel yeah. like there's no manual, so... Even when I um reached to twenty five, I was like, "Yo, yeah." Listen, I said to myself, I wanted to have like a decent job by then. I wanted to at least move out by then. All that kind of stuff. I wanted to be in a relationship and all of that. None of that happened. I, 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 I remember I, when I was sixteen, just before going to college and stuff. I said to myself, "By the time I'm twenty five, I'm gonna be driving a nice car. I'm gonna. Have, I'll probably be working for myself. I have a big job." Definitely thought I'll be like old souls or in a relationship, living flourish, flourishing through life. But reality said, "No, nigga, no, no, <laughs> it's no, not no. gonna happen." What's gonna What's gonna happen is, <laughs> do you get what I mean? It's It's crazy, but you know what? I guess you know everyone's race is different. You know, so you know you could be in your forties and still may, maybe not have set things mm. together. But you know, it is at the end of the day. You know, your time will come in it, regardless of when that is. But um, speaking on the term of, you know, wanting relationships and X, Y, and Z, right? Um, obviously, it's Valentine's coming up soon as well. Mm. And Ting. <laughs> <laughs> I was always very much so anti-Valentine's, though. I'm not going to lie, because it's like the expect- expectations of just trying to find somebody and trying to just do up nice things for the day and all that. It's just long. I like, love Valentine's growing up. During secondary school times, oh, I loved, I loved Valentine's. Serious. It was time to be frisky, time to, you know, shoot your shot. I, I enjoyed it, bro. I don't know what it was. I, I kind of liked, I felt like, you, like you said, I felt like the pressure of feeling like you had to be around someone or do mm-hmm. something for someone or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I just felt like love was just sweet. You wanted to just do stuff, you know? Yeah, I guess but so. But now I'm like, oh, I don't know. Wait, it's interesting to see socially anyway who's going to be actually out who's going to be doing whatever who's going to be <laughs> out where you'd be, out who <laughs> you'd be surprised if people can be catching flights to Dubai they can they can hug up and squeeze up somewhere in London That's well, if they want to pay that what is it like <laughs> 1,700 and something pound or whatever like yeah, yeah they can they can come with that store but it's interesting because let's be real I don't think people are not going to do nothing at all I guess they'll I'm probably really do up a little something, like maybe like you know, grab a little Airbnb. Give or me something. some inspiration for for next year. Yeah, <laughs> God willing. Let's see, just looking the socials in it, but you know, um, I don't know. I can imagine everyone probably trying to do up like you know private chef stuff and mm. you know do up seafood boil bags and all them thing there. And Amazon must be running crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Run. I've actually been coming across a few people like um doing pam um wow. <laughs> Don't let me laugh. <laughs> you say doing that pampering? I was going to say, there's a lot of people that are um, doing pampers instead of hampers. I'm so I home, to laugh about I'm stuff. getting home, I'm getting home. <laughs> Clearly I have baby fever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, hampers. It's interesting. It's, 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 a, it's a really nice area of business, so to say, that I've been seeing. Pampering. Doing. I think pampering is lit, to be honest. I, and fun, I, I say that, and I've never actually been pampered before, but I would like to. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, I want a small massage for my birthday, and I can't even do that. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's annoying, man. But, yeah, anyways, shout out to all the Valentiners and whatnot, and yeah, just make sure you obviously have a nice time, and all of that, and just know I'm jealous, and, <laughs> and yeah, that's what's up. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what's going on in the month of February, I guess, isn't it? Do you get what I mean? 
I guess as well, by the time you get to like October, November, we see much babies be popping out. Listen, <laughs> trust see, me. Trust me. Like in Scorpio, the Scorpio fever. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But um, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens coming down the oh, months mate. and whatnot. Well, um, I guess so, going to the focus of today, um, we're pretty much going to be dissecting and discussing and exploring what really were our turning points in life. Um, Scary. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, through life, we obviously experience so much um, and a lot of things and situations and circumstances change us. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes for the best, sometimes for the worst. Yes, sir. However, I feel like looking back, I can definitely say I've had a lot more positive experiences through these turnaround moments, so to say. Mm-hmm. It may have been negative in the time, but it has definitely, definitely become a positive outcome. Yes, definitely, sir. definitely, definitely has. I hear that. I hear that. Um, <laughs> who's going first? <laughs> um, I mean, do you know what? Yeah. Um, when it comes to um, turning points, I think especially for myself as well, like the lessons that you learn from whether, like you said, whether it's positive or negative, the, ne- the lessons that you learn from it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's something that it what, what I experienced it really stuck with me mm-hmm. it definitely did and I guess this is why I am the way I am today this is why I preach on the things that I preach today and this is why I'm a part of this podcast today as well do you know where I'm coming from so um yeah I really feel like I feel like everyone's had a turning point regardless if you want to admit it or not there's always been that one situation or that one thing where it's number one change your perspective on life mm-hmm. and two it's kind of crafted you into who you are today you get me so literally um i think you know speaking about it i think is only the best thing to um do because number one you've acknowledged it and you know i guess it depends on how you kind of um bounce back from whatever the situation is um is a, is a good thing yeah you know so yeah yeah boy. i agree so, i feel like yeah i think for me i i want to say so like definitely one of the first kind of turning points for me was kind of through my choices in like what I want to do career wise okay um I feel like I spent so much years like of school and partially um, I would say just literally a small portion of college just being so involved in sports that to the point where I generally generally believe like whatever I was doing in life had to be in sports because it's the only thing that I knew. Got it's the only thing that I knew. Um, but when I had that moment of, I literally had that moment. Where I said, I said, I don't want to do sports no more. Why am I doing this for? I don't. I'm not going to become an athlete anymore. And that's like, I guess it's kind of like a bit of negative self talk because me being an athlete during those times, during the age, sorry, was like my thing. So for me to have made that conscious effort choice to just be like, cool, I'm actually just going to dead this, throw this out of my routine, and I'm not no longer doing it, was a big step. And I feel like when I was younger, I was never a person to take risks. I didn't like anything that was uncomfortable. I didn't like stepping out of my comfort zone. I only liked to do things that stuck to me, the things that were already going well or things that I didn't have to make much adjustments to. Okay. Um, just because I didn't want to deal with the headache or having to decide stuff. You know what I mean? Decisive as it is. Like, I hate choosing <laughs> stuff. I hate, you know, you have to, I hate being in a situation where I have to choose. However, in this instance, it was obviously it's my life. Like, I had to, I had to make a choice. Obviously, from going from sports to 
now I want in the, in that stage I wanted to go into like the whole sociology criminology area. Mm-hmm. Went to uni to do sports. You know what I mean? It's like I'm back in the stage again. Um, but the turnaround point obviously was f- going through uni. If I didn't go through that experience, I wouldn't have been where I am now in regards to career places and er- choices. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like through different stages we kind of have different aspirations as well. Um, and there's times where I could have just stuck to the sports and I would have completely missed this whole entire route that I'm in, which has also led me to where I am now with the podcast. So it's like, okay, cool. Sometimes you have to kind of listen to yourself in the universe and have faith when you feel like something is no longer what you want to do. Just take it by the horns and actually just go through it with it. Um, And that kind of started my journey into becoming comfortable with uncomfortable situations and circumstances. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that started that got me on the on the on the on the what's the word it got me on track it got me on the ball with, with, with starting to make changes and being okay with it got you I was gonna ask when you was kind of going through that what kind of things were you telling yourself for you to kind of change your mind I just I feel like I just generally looked at what I didn't want to do anymore and that is what encouraged me to make choices I just I said to myself, Miles, you know you don't want to do this, so don't. <laughs> like literally, I had to just choose or make the make yeah make the make the conscious effort to choose um, something that was going to be more beneficial. Depending on maybe if I don't know what exactly I'm going to do or how I'm going to get there, just making a choice to know that I knowing what I didn't want was enough for me mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. um, which is important to know what you don't want because I feel like we as humans we like to profess out a lot of things we don't want. Like, for example, oh, give me an example of something that people say that they don't want. I don't know. Um, they don't want, um, I'm going to say love. I don't know. <laughs> um, some people, so, um, yeah. yeah. So some people who are just really like, they, they would negatively speak out or have negative self-talk about certain situations and it will definitely start to manifest itself and, and come into fruition. Um, so like I said, the more I said, okay, the more I don't want this, the more it, I kind of went into it. You believed it. Yeah. You believed it, yeah. So I kind of just had to snap myself back out of it and was like, cool, this is what you're going to do because you know what you don't want to do. And make it work. I don't, I didn't, and I know, now I look back, I'm like, I didn't have the answers for everything. So I just that's why I just had to take the plunge and just go for it. Yeah. I had to just go for it. I feel you. Do you know what? I think especially around that time as well, um, as a young adults it's quite it's quite a crucial decision to make because mm. it's like you're stepping into something that you could possibly um become a profession professional in do you know what i mean and you know it's kind of like do i do it do i not do i do it do i not and you know i'm pretty sure you know the imposter syndrome definitely is in full effect around that mm. kind of time as well because it's like you know do you believe in yourself or not uh, enough i should say um is there is there any point of this? Like you just question yourself so much. So I can completely understand where you're coming from in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, no, I think it's good that you kind of you still went to uni and you actually kind of done it. But then obviously when you went to uni and so forth, like actually doing it, like what kind of things, kind of um, you know, what kind of things did you come come to cross with, if that makes sense? Oh yeah, uni was uni was shite, man. I just enjoy, I just had to enjoy. Well, I know my highlights from uni is just the fact that I know I enjoyed myself. That that's enough of me. However, through the experiences, I kind of realized again what I didn't want to do. That's what it was. Right. It was an example 
clear, livid example of what I didn't want. Um, and I had to literally live the experience as opposed to just thinking of it and planning as to what I do want. I don't know what it is. Again, like I said, I've always struggled with choice. I've always struggled with, I've always had conflict with myself. So I've just, so yeah, I've always been in that space. And sometimes I just have to take that plunge. I hold my breath and take the plunge. And mm-hmm. so I've done, I've, yeah, I guess I, that's what I've done. You know? I hear you, man. And I guess obviously by the time you had got to uni, it probably would have been a bit too late to like change the course that you were doing. The thing is I thought course. about changing, but I just didn't, I feel like I'm also easily influenced as well. Okay. So I didn't like to feel alone because I feel like I needed like a a group of people to not to not feel alone. I mm-hmm. need to I need a group of people to just be around. Um, I guess in a way, so I couldn't focus on myself, which sounds like why would you not want to do that? But mentally, when you're not ready to tackle certain things in life, you just won't be ready to tackle it. Mm-hmm. You won't put yourself in situations where you have to be alone and face it. Um, and that's exactly why I, I didn't do. I didn't sit myself down and face whatever things I feel like I had to sort out. Mm-hmm. I just want to be with Mandem, go have my fun, go do my parties, live my life, enjoy, be a little bachelor. That's, <laughs> that was literally it. Like, I guess like when it comes, especially at that age as well, um, it was very easy, probably for yourself as well, to kind of, um, you know, be a part of a collective, just, just so that you, it can kind of like masks exactly what you actually need to focus on. Mm. Do you get what I mean? I feel like that's quite common. But I feel like I also just did literally. I just didn't know any better. In all honesty, now that I look, I just didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. I didn't. I didn't take the time to know any better. So mm-hmm. I just went wherever the wind took me. No, I feel you, man. I Until you. I had to make a choice, and then I was like, "Oh, where do I go? What do I do?" How do you feel like continuing that? Like continuing, like doing your course. I just and... knew I had to get through it. <laughs> that's just. I just knew I had to get through it. That's literally what it was like. I just knew I had to get through it. Um, yeah, I said, I, yeah, I just had, I had to get through. There was no choice. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like a quitter. So I just said to myself, subconsciously or consciously, I'm just like make the efforts to just go through it. And I thought that's kind of why I, I took a placement gap year kind of thing, okay. just to kind of figure stuff out. Because I knew if I just went full throttle, continuing as I was, it would have just been too long for me, so long. Um, but I feel like that didn't hold much weight over me. But that was the turning point throughout that whole situation was just practically learning to understand myself and understand what I want and mm-hmm. going going and going for it. Because that's what, again, like I said, started starting on my journey of what I actually wanted and started to mm-hmm. gravitate towards the things I wanted to do. And through, the, through that period is when I started to do a lot of more self-care things, like started to meditate, started to read. Um, and then I was actually in a really, really good place, like a really good place just before I started my third year of uni. Um, and funny enough, so this leads me to another, yeah, another big turning point, okay. um, which was I was in a relationship and you know when you're in a good place with yourself to the point where you're like, hmm, in, entertaining another energy won't hurt because I'm I'm good. You know what I mean? I know what I want. I know mm-hmm. my morals and values are set. Like I'm good. Like I know what I need. Um, and it's mad because I, I didn't necessarily want a relationship at the time. But I just felt like in that moment, why not? Mm-hmm. I tried to pull it off for a while. But I was like, deep down, I was like, you know you want to be loved. Like, just go and embrace <laughs> it or don't be shy. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally all I was thinking. Like, um, but yeah, the turning point, another turning point, like I said, that turning point was going through that relationship um, and realising how much energy 
and how draining it is to pour into other people, especially when it's a significant other, um, and not necessarily have much back. Yeah. It was draining as hell, and that was an eye-opener to a point where I was like, yeah, never again will I ever feel like this. I was, sometimes it's, I feel like sometimes I need to learn to disregard my feelings. My feelings don't always know what's best for me, um, especially because... I'm quite a soft person as well. Like emotionally, when I'm emotionally invested into something or someone, like it's long, like it's long, it's long. I'm I'm bare soppy, like. <laughs> um, and I feel like, yeah, I, I allowed myself to go. The need that I found through the process of, you know, making better choices and being more conscious and stuff and being more aware of things, I was also very much blind into that relationship. I blindly went into it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Despite knowing so much and feeling so much. Um, and it, yeah, it messed me up to, in a little bit. I was like, yeah, fuck love. This is dead. Love is not real. Like, it's, long for me. it's actually the enemy because how can I put myself into a situation where I feel like this is it, it's working, it's great. And then I feel like I've been robbed of my time, my energy and, and my resources. And it's like, what did I get out of this other than just pain, really? And it's like when you finish, it's like you're back at square one now. What Literally back at square one. It's like, oh yeah, what have we got now? Like, what are you doing? Um, and I was therefore in a... I wouldn't say depressive state, but I was very nonchalant, unbothered, didn't yeah. want to do nothing. Like yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't have, didn't have any bone in me that wanted to make an effort to do anything. Um, but after I got over it, I got over it and I learned from that as well. Listen, you have to be careful with your energy. You can't just, as much as it may be what you think you want, sometimes it's not always what you want. Sometimes, But then again, sometimes you kind of have to go through these experiences to know that. And I did, and now it's like, yeah, no, I, maintaining your energy and your peace and sanity means so much more than anything else. And it kind of led me to the understanding of if you're not good, you can't have anyone else around you to be good because you can't look after everyone else or be with anyone else if you can't be with yourself and look after yourself. That's what's up, um, yeah. I feel like you need to kind of, you know, in a sense, you know, value yourself enough to kind of, you know, want to love someone else in a sense. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Um, because, like you're saying, like, when it comes to these kind of things, people will obviously just kind of go in so blindsided and then it's like they don't know what to do. They're just kind of just going with the flow. I hate that term as well, you know, that triggers me. <laughs> going with the flow. There's no flow to go with. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that triggers <laughs> me, boy. But um, it's, it's just so crazy where your emotions can take you. Mm. It's so mad. It's mad. Like, so blindly, you could just be doing stuff, not knowing you're doing it, just because of love. What? <laughs> and you have to kind of... And, and it gets you thinking, like, what is love? Is this love? Like, I guess everyone's kind of got their own little definition, in a sense. But, like, what do you know at that age? <laughs> Especially if you haven't got, you know, enough experience to know, like, what one kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, that kind of, like, turning point will 100% kind of make you think, you know, differently and so forth. I mean, I guess this is obviously probably why, you know, you think the way you think now kind of thing. Get 100%, 100%, yeah. Especially when it comes to relationships and investing my energy with other people. If it's... I have to be conscious about it. I have genuinely... I know I've mentioned the word conscious about 10 million times today, but... <laughs> it's the thing. It's, you, have to, you have to be intentional and mindful when it comes to your heart and your and your... Sorry, your heart and your head, like, because your heart, your gut, your chest, all of it is all linked into one. Like, mm-hmm. you have that gut feeling sometimes when you know something's not right. You feel it in your heart when your heart is sink or something's not right. 
your mind will tell you this may not be a good thing when you feel like it's, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And it'll also let you know when it's, okay, cool, maybe there's something that you can trust or go with. Um, but through all of my experiences, I've never been angry at anyone or myself because I've realised I'm actually here to just experience these things for it to make me. So I have to go through these, through these things, otherwise I won't learn and I won't grow. So and I'm actually okay with that now. That's, That's what's up. That's what's up. It's like you're at peace now in a sense. Peace is a big word to use, man. <laughs> That's okay, a big word. <laughs> but I have a higher, I'm more self-aware of things, I guess. In a way, yeah, more... Peace is a big word. I can't... Peace is a, To be peaceful is a lot. I don't think I've, been, I've managed to get through that to that stage through it. However, I haven't, I haven't been far from it is what I would say. Mm-hmm. My own state of mind, my own peace for myself in my own head. Got you. Got you. Well, I guess, you know what? You know what you know now through exactly what you've gone through. And I feel like, number one, no one's not going to be able to take that away from you. And you can only just learn from them and because at the end of the day, you don't want to keep repeating the same narrative all the time kind of mm. thing. I feel like whatever situations come your way, you have to learn from it. Definitely do. Otherwise, what's the point of them happening in a sense? You know, so I, yeah, com- 100%. I, I completely hear you on that still. It's mad because I'd say that I've kind of had like somewhat similar experiences to yourself, um, especially with regards to uni as well. Um, I feel like that was a um, turning point for myself where um, I loved the course that I'd done, mm. but I just don't think the course loved me. Okay. Um, and In what way, though? In what way? So I feel that there were certain things that I needed help with, but then I didn't use my resources enough to get the help that I needed. Mm. Um, so... <clears throat> It's a thing where I would try my best, but I think maybe because I was in denial that I did need the help, I thought, let me just do it. But then it didn't make any sense because I was still, like, you know, turning up and, you know, living my best life and going to different people's unis to, you know, have fun and all these things. But then, obviously, my work is still sitting there in the corner. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I think I also found, although it was very interesting because I studied psychology, it was very interesting. I just think that there were certain elements of the course that I did find quite difficult. And it's like, I didn't want to get the help. I just thought, let me just do it. Let me just do it. And it just didn't make sense because I was obviously, you know, not really kind of helping myself doing all these things. I'm thinking that, you know, me pushing it to the corner is going to solve things. When realistically, it definitely didn't. So, um... I even went from one uni to another uni to finish um, my second year. And um, it was still the same thing. Mm. Like, I didn't, you know, um, socialise as much because I thought, no, I vaguely need to obviously get serious. Um, But then when it came to it and I got my results, I literally had an ultimatum. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't get the greatest results. And then I had to make that decision of, do I do, do I continue uni or do I just look for a full-time job and just make money? And at the time, especially because I was a, a hard worker as well, I just thought, well, give me the money. Let, let's do this. If you are mm-hmm. coming from. And, you know, I then looked into kind of, you know, finding full-time jobs and everything like that. And then I realised that I was kind of chasing, like, you know, 
job after job after job after job because I wanted more money, which is obviously, I guess, you know, a good thing because, you know, I want to get more money, but then I had to kind of think, well, what is it that you really want to do, Fabian? You mm-hmm. know? So I was in that kind of hole of what what is what is your future looking like? And I think I was more focused on the now rather than the future. So I guess that alone was kind of like a turning point for me because it was like, wow, you know, I've kind of got to a point now where I don't really know what I'm actually doing with myself. And then I'm chasing these other jobs thinking that I can do them, but then it turned out I couldn't. And then that kind of taught me that, you know, I realised that I'm more of a, you know, visual learner, more of a practical kind of learner. And, you know, I like doing more practical jobs rather than and doing anything more admin if that makes sense, you know? So, um, yeah, I've obviously come to the realisation of that now, but then I was still kind of like in this loop mm. of what am I doing? And it's weird because it's like I was in denial of asking myself, you know, what am I doing? And I was just kind of just living for the moment in a sense, you know? So I'd say that was definitely a, a turning point for um, me. But um, yeah, I mean, here we are now. Do you feel like um, in the stages and processes of deciding of wanting to work, do you feel pressures from external sources like family or friends or sub, like consciously or, or subconsciously? Do you feel like, okay, maybe because this person's doing this, I should be doing that. Or parent, mom said this, actually maybe I should do this. Or, you know what I mean? Like, did, did, those, imp- did those external influences like have a big impact on your choices or lack of i think speaking about it now and looking back um looking back then it definitely did um had you asked me at the time i probably would have said no Mm. but then um so with regards to you know pressures from you know my mom um you know the my older well not the eldest but the one above me he's a barrister so you can obviously imagine the pressures of my mom wanting me to obviously kind of be the next best thing you know um and i obviously kind of saw like my friends you know doing quite good for themselves as well so i thought well do you know what like if my people are on this level i also need to kind of you know somewhat be on that level as well kind of thing you know um so also social media as well um I saw people, you know, that had, you know, quite a lot of nice things. And I thought, well, do you know what? The more I work, the more money I can get, the more I can get these nice things. You mm. get me? So I feel like those, those were the kind of influences that I had. And um, I feel like, yes, it's kind of good that I've got certain experiences in certain industries. But at the same time, you know, I didn't really realise that it will have an impact with me on me um, when it came to applying for jobs even now. Because, you know, I'm literally hopping from job to job. I mean, you already know how many jobs I've had in my lifetime, boy. So, but it's a thing where, you know, when I was younger, yeah, might have been cool. But I guess now, you know, certain employers will probably look like, you know, why is it that you were kind of, in a sense, like jumping in a sense, you know? So, um, but now, again, it's it's, it's a lesson that I am learning. I'm still learning now. But looking back at it, it's like, okay, cool. I, I see it. I mm. see it, definitely. But, um, yeah, like, it just happens to, you know, just happen like that, really. So through that experience, what would you say is something that you, you learned? I've learned to... I've learned to... actually sit down and think about what my future's going to look like. And 
write down, you know, um, instructions and just, you know, points about how I'm going to get there kind of thing, you know? Um, I never had time to do that. I never thought of that because my head was always just on the go. Mm. You get me? I was always, I was always at the house doing something, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely learned that I had to take my time to kind of figure out exactly what's going on. And, and I guess this is obviously why, you know, things are happening now. I've, I've taken a lot more time to kind of figure out exactly how I'd like my future to look like. And, you know, um, yeah, understand little things like, you know, the value of money and all that kind of stuff there as well. That back then I never really took time to do that. But so I feel like now, um, you know, I'm understanding that now. And I guess that was my turning point kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um also similar to yourself as well um i there was another turning point that kind of definitely affected me mentally and um again that that also was a um a relationship as well that obviously turned into a breakup but um i guess if you know if anyone knows me um you know i i like to give um and i like to give a lot of love as well do you know what i mean so and I guess maybe because it was like my first proper time being in a relationship, I kind of just went with what I knew or what mm. I thought I knew. You know, yeah, don't get me in love because <laughs> you'd be like, who are you again? What is this? <laughs> I change, man. Ugh, love is ugh. Long for man. I love it, but I love love, but it's so it's always, it's, it's, it's also ugh. Yes, it's girl. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a thing where like, you know, with this person, I was really... Um, you know, I really liked them. And I think the fact that they had an interest in me, well, I was like, oh, okay, this doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, let's do this kind of thing, innit? And then um, just come to realise, like, later down the line, that I wasn't really feeling, like, valued and all of that. And it's kind of like I was um, kind of just forcing mm. the relationship in a sense. And as I was doing the most when I wasn't really getting anything back. And... Um, I noticed it, but I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to kind of believe it. I was in denial. Mm. So when that breakup happened, I'll be honest with you, I literally fell to pieces. Like, it was mad. Like, I had no self-esteem whatsoever. I was low. And that's when I actually kind of wanted to look into getting into counselling. Um, I kind of... Well, obviously, everything happens for a reason. But, you know, I wish I kind of knew a lot more back then with regards mm. to obviously getting and receiving help. Um, but that obviously taught me that, you know, don't put all of your love and your energy into somebody who is not going to give it back to you. Do you get what I mean? And it was really... Um, yeah, the time was really, really, like, sad for me and it was really depressing. And I remember that like, it affected me at work as well. Like, you know, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. There'll be times where I'm, you know, going to work and I'm crying and I'm at my desk and I'm bawling. Like, and, you know, these things, Please. they don't usually happen There's to me. Do you get what I mean? Feel that vein on the side of your head. Listen, <laughs> like, bro, it was a madness. Like, my head was pounding me. I had constant headaches and whatnot. I couldn't concentrate on my work. I remember I'll be on my lunch breaks. Like, you know, I'm trying to seek help. Can you help me? You know, I'm trying to, you know, and even... I was trying to like try like get um quite cheap counselling um as well and I realised that counselling is not cheap. <laughs> I guess obviously there's better alternatives now, but 
then I was like, wow, okay, cool. So where do I, where else do I go now? But one thing I realized was that um, I got a lot of help from my friends, a lot of help from my friends. And, you know, the love that I have with my friends, you know, I guess that's the love that I needed in the end, mm. rather than trying to seek love in someone else. Do you know where I'm coming from? And um, it just really taught me how to use your emotions, you know? Um, I think it's really important to know exactly how to be emotionally intelligent and, you know, be a lot more considerate with the things that I do and be a bit more considerate with, you know, maybe how else someone feels as well. But I had to learn about me first before I can learn about, like, other people kind of thing, you know? So, yeah, that was a big turning point for me. And I feel like that's what's kind of made me a lot more conscious with regards to my mental health as well as other people's mental health, Mm. you know? I feel like because sometimes we get into some situations where we pour so much, like I said, we pour so much into other situations, other people. And there's times when it has a negative effect on us when we can't do that pouring back into our own selves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like a phone. When you're charging your phone, if you're always using it, using it, using it, using it, using it, using it, battery's eventually going to die. And if you don't charge it, it's obviously you're still using battery as you're doing stuff. And we as humans, we need to give ourselves time to also recharge back up or to give ourselves what, what in, in a sense, given others. Because um, it goes back to what, what I said earlier, like if we're not good, we can't ex- expect other situations and other people around us who we love daily and who are close to us to also feel and be good. Because we can't pour out anymore. There's nothing else left to give. Like we're, we're all burn out. Drained. Um, yeah. And it's mad because I feel like some situations and, and relationships in general in particular, um, they really change you. And it makes you realise that if you really don't love yourself, the, this experience or those experiences will show you that you don't love yourself. Because when and if that person is now out of the equation, it feels like it's the end of the world. Like, that's not how things should be feeling. You know what I mean? You should feel like, oh, right, like, fair enough, obviously be heartbroken and stuff, but ultimately sticking to your own morals and values and love within yourself should always be enough to make you feel grounded that you are enough you know what I mean um hence why again that's what it made me realize like you can't just willy-nilly give, give your energy out but sometimes we don't know Belle because it's love you know what I mean so it's like we're here because we, we this is the feeling it's what we feel is we're here like you know and that's I mean? the experience that you're having yeah do you know what I mean but these experiences definitely show me yeah you have to kind of you have to pull that love into yourself um in order to to heal in a way yeah that's the most important thing is to heal from these situations and and being able to not be in that situation again. Yeah. Because I will be a fool with a capital F on my forehead if I sit back and say to myself, oh, why am I here again? Like, <laughs> did you not learn the first time? <laughs> but and, and this is it. Not a lot of people actually do. Like, I always go by that saying, and even though it kind of took me a few years to maybe understand what it meant, but, you know, once bitten, twice shy. You know, I think you should get that tattooed on you. Nah. <laughs> you're the only person who I hear say that. And it's literally, yeah, that is your quote. I'll be honest with you, I've never, actually, I've never actually understood what it was when I was younger, but it's only as of recent years, I'm like, wow, that makes sense. But like, it's a thing where, why are you always going to want to kind of go back into a situation when you know that it wasn't good for you or um, you it didn't um, benefit you in the slightest, you know? So it's like, again, you're going back to the same narrative being back in that same situation and you're feeling exactly how you felt. I feel, I feel like for then. me, as well, I'm I'm a hopeless romantic and that's my biggest downfall. I'm, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic and I'm too curious for my own good. 
Got you. That's my my biggest problems. If an ex was to shout, I wouldn't. I'd be interested into wanting to know what it was they wanted, but I wouldn't want to know because I need to preserve my own mental health. Yes, yes. And it's kind of like you have to prepare yourself. What you need to understand is that, you know, you don't want those same feelings to kind of come back up again because, yeah. It's a lot to think of all the time wasted, the energy wasted, and you're like, no, been here, done this, not doing it again. Um, this is it you have to hold yourself <laughs> you, have to, you have to hold yourself back like like when you, when I tell you like breathing in and breathing out actually makes such a difference mm. <laughs> it definitely does you know but I feel like yeah when it comes to having these kind of experiences um, again it comes to a point where we can either still kind of feel negative about it or we can actually do something good about it and I feel like for us luckily we've been able to do something about it and I actually kind of feel I don't know for yourself but I really kind of feel like this is probably why we're here today mm. you know like um, our mindset has changed so much with certain things that we've obviously gone through and you know me being a lot more mindful about you know mental health has kind of just helped me understand like raw like this is actually a serious thing not a lot of people and not a lot of people kind of speak on it and I don't think I think People kind of only start to pick up on it last year when this whole quarantine stuff obviously started to happen and so forth. But I also feel like people just generally just like to gloss gloss it all over and be like, you know, it is what it is and move on and not have to generally actually deal with it. Acknowledge it. And, because and they just believe it takes more energy to uncover their own emotions and to really see themselves for who they are as opposed to just, you know, they'd mm-hmm. rather just not do that. Yeah, no, this Which is it. Which I feel like was me at a stage. I'd rather just hide shit up and just brush it under the rug. But it serves no one, especially me, no purpose in doing that. I was going to say, I mean, with you acknowledging that and, you know, you doing different now, like how does it feel not having to always kind of bottle up how you feel? Yeah, because at the same time, I feel like I owe it to myself to explain to myself what I what, what situations I want to be in, um, how I want to grow, how I want my to be perceived. And again, you know me, like I'm big on energy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll do anything to protect my energy. Um, and my life experiences clearly show me how to do that. Or also how to heighten it, my energies and be around people of quality. Um, and that's it. It's, it's experiences learned. And I'd rather it happen then than any time now, to be fair. Gosh, yeah. Got in all honesty. Um, but in, in saying that, I feel like the cream of the crop of the turning points for me was last year. Like you mentioned, last year for me opened my eyes to a whole new level. Like Damn right. A whole new level. Like I, I had a new understanding of life. I had a new understanding of how things worked, of how governments worked, of how systems worked, of how humans work. You know, my morals, my values, my desires, my aims, my hopes, my dreams. Everything kind of came to me throughout last year. I was just the whole of 2020 was a turning point for me. Like, my, my, it's helped me gain another perception, perspective on life and everything. Um, and it's mad as well because you know how obviously we mention often how what we read and listen to and take in kind of, you know, influences us. And I feel like for me, there's moments where reading books is my moment that triggers inspiration that allows me or it kind of confirms to me the experience that I've gone through because some books are so relatable that you feel like the book is screaming and shouting at you um, <laughs> but when you read it you're like oh wow okay cool maybe this is what I can do now this is what I should do and it generally 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 helps trigger 
you to have a new perception and perspective on certain circumstances and life in itself. Um, And I'm just really grateful for the experiences that I've had to go through to get to where I am now. Because again, us doing this podcast and having this platform is that we... I think the main thing that we find out from all this is that there's really no answer. <laughs> there's no manual. There's, yeah. there's no guide. There's, there really is no structure towards doing this. It's whatever works for you, do it. It's as simple as that. And it's hard because actually there's external pressures and there's everything else and social media and other stuff and people just generally get lost. And some people don't know how, some people don't know how to say no to something that is no longer serving them or, you know, be aware of how to change or how to navigate through a negative situation and for it to become positive. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like I've been that I've been in that position where I have been able to do that. Um, so I'm just more apprehensive and cautious about everything now, but also living life to the fullest and being happy with what is now. And I think that's what's up. I can't come and kill myself for nobody. This <laughs> like, is I it. cannot. This I cannot. This is it. With this Corona Rona business and all of that, we're not gonna allow that to get to us at all. But I really feel like it's that's such a you know positive way to think. And no, I I enjoy growing. I enjoy learning. Like I genuinely enjoy learning about myself. Hence why even this year I've started getting counselling and stuff. I, yeah. I like to learn about myself because I feel like for a long time I didn't know who I was, which sounds scary to say, but it's a oh God's honest truth. Um, so now I feel like I have a better account of who I am as a person. I get you. And you know what? Even just listening to you and obviously your turning points and all of that as well, it's mad because although I obviously know you as a friend, I've actually kind of seen like, I've seen the changes. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I've seen the growth. And I'm seeing what it's doing. You see where I'm coming from. And, you know, not a lot of people can actually say that. You get me? And you've obviously turned your negatives into positives and your perspective is so much more different now. And in a sense, this is more or less now a different chapter within your book. 100%. 100%. And it's mad as well because obviously I've just turned 25 and I'm I'm really conscious about numbers and how these things impact our lives. Like me turning 25 has been... I've had the biggest change in life so much. Like circumstances that happen how they have but yeah i've i've learned so much and i'm just grateful it's kind of like you've adapted to how life is but in your own way and i feel like that's what a lot more people need to and start it's, doing and it's also because i've i've been breaking away from the collective conscious that i had yeah i would like i said before i always wanted to be around groups and people over the past couple of years i've become very much more alone but not in a sad alone more of I've become an individual, I've become more independent with my ways of thinking, my ways of being. Um, and that is what has benefited me more now. I'd and rather be different than be like everyone else, which is what I was more focused on, being like everyone else. Yeah. That is no, so dead. Cheaper, like, as we call it. <laughs> I'll vomit. Like, but what? then also saying that, though, you've obviously found yourself as an individual, but then along that journey of finding yourself, you've also been able to find other people that you can also relate to as well. That's what it is. Which is also amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um... I, when it comes to even like people that I am around, no one's in my life for no reason. Everyone, I feel like everyone's in your life for a reason, but even like for my life, you know, the people that I kind of like walk with and the people that I have around me, they all have like some form of significance to me and they definitely kind of, you know, um, create how I am today in a sense, just mm. just by, you know, people's, you know, views and thoughts and, and so forth. It really does make an impact. It helps create a framework for you to kind of work with. This is it. Because, you know, regardless, you're always going to be around that, cake, that same energy, that same environment, you know? And I feel like you've definitely been able to kind of, you know, remove yourself from certain environments and here you are. And 
life is the best teacher that's that's just how i can put it life is the best teacher Mm -hmm. but in order to get the lessons that life is trying to teach you you have to just be aware you have to want to know more you can't just say yeah it is what it is and move on with life no because that is giving yourself in some aspects depending on the situation giving you and that's underlying trauma that you haven't been able to been able to express Mm -hmm. which causes some sort of dysfunction to how you engage or interact with whatever whether it's a personal people or a certain topic or situation um and again i'm just more about going through life to be fair this is it i wanted to quickly actually um touch upon um one more thing with regards to turning points as well yeah um a situation happened to me last year um with regards to me and my brother um my eldest brother um we ended up having a fight and the reason why we had a fight is because my brother um, didn't like the way I spoke to him. But then what I find funny was the fact that I wasn't rude. I wasn't saying anything nasty or anything at all. I was actually just talking the truth. But then he obviously dealt with it in a way that he thought that he had to kind of thing, you know. And it's funny because life has definitely kicked me in the face since then. And it's taught me a lot with regards to you know nothing's ever certain and it also kind of taught me that you have to have to actually have your shit together you mm. get me um because i was obviously living with him as well and it get me so you know and that's why i think back then i always kind of pressured myself to try and get to a certain point by a certain age but then also life taught me that that's not the case <laughs> that is not the case at all so and it's mad because I guess back, if I was younger and that situation happened, that would have went a total different way, okay? But with the way how my mindset is now and how the way I want to be able to kind of keep my sanity, I dealt with it in a way that I said to myself, Do you know what? Yes, it was annoying and it was so uncalled for and all of that, but you know what, right? I've learned so much from this and this is why, you know, I think the way I think right now. And I could have, you know... Well, I did retaliate, but <laughs> it's a thing where, like, I actually feel sorry for him because he obviously felt that violence was the way and that clearly is not the way. And I later found out there was obviously certain things that he, you know, was going through, hence why he had to, you know, lash out mm. the way he done kind of, the way he did. So, again, that was another turning point that was just taught me that, yo, like, you said, number one, you need to just get yourself together. um, And you know what? Things can come your way, but it really all depends on how you deal with it. And, you know, some people, you know, their pride will, you know, kind of overtake. And then they'll probably, they probably, if they were in my shoes, they probably were to like, like bang out. And, you know, could you imagine that police being involved in all the kind of stuff there? Do you get I me? Mean? But I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a breather and I'm just going to walk away from the situation. Um, And I'm just going to let life deal with what it needs to deal with, you know? Mm. But I... What I took from that was like, yeah, um, let me just get myself together and, that, and that's what's up, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm, obviously I'm annoyed that it's happened, but it's happened and I've got to learn from it, right? Mm. I mean, I'm guessing obviously that's caused like a big strain on your, your relationship, right? With, with him. Are you 100%? But Is there a relationship anymore? I mean, there never has been. Okay. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. And what's funny is that when I um, 
you know, after like my breakup and everything like that, when I was obviously being a lot more conscious with, you know, my mental health, I was a lot more conscious of other people's mental health. So when it came to me, obviously me approaching him and, you know, kind of wanting a relationship or wanting some form of ship with him, it's like he would just kind of just dash it back in my face. Mm. But then, you know, that was him dealing with how, whatever he had to do with at the time. Do you get where I'm coming from? Whether we'll have a relationship again, well, funnily enough, actually, we're going to be speaking soon. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, got to tune in for the next one to obviously know what happens. Um, <laughs> you get me. But you know what? Um, I guess it's mending. But you know what? This That just shows that not everyone's kind of like on the same um, page as you. And yeah. And, yeah. And sometimes it's okay. Yeah. Be aware of it. Identify it. See what it is and be like, deuces. Deuces. Move on. Boom. I feel you. You know, not a lot of people will be able to obviously kind of handle it the way I did. But you know what? I guess for me, that just shows how much I've grown within myself. Mm. You know? But yeah, life is life. life. <laughs> See, I don't know what I will do. It's, it's, it's probably, it's, I'll probably try and do what you've done because it's best I don't fight. I, I mean, like, me as a person... Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I know you retaliated and you've held your ground, but I feel like for me, had I been in that stage, I'm not as common as you. I would have lost it. Which is understandable, but also as well, I had to also think of my current situation at that given moment in time as well, you know? So that's yeah, why... No thinking for me, I would have seen red. <laughs> I would have seen red. <laughs> red was definitely like, oh, there, bro, but I feel like, you know what, I didn't want to make the situation worse for me mm. because I'll be honest with you, that situation is definitely affected me it's affected me up until this minute this second right now um but it's a thing where you know what like you just gotta do what you gotta do in it simple mm. as and i'm glad i done it and could have been worse but it is what it is okay that's what it is but yeah that's what's up y'all mm. that's what's up so i mean that's turning points for you and I kind of hope that this episode kind of teaches, you know, you, the listeners, to understand what your turning points were and how you can um, learn from it. What can you do from that? You know, are you going to use your frustration to create a business where you're making 150K every month? Mm. (laughs) Do you get what I mean? Um, How are you going to channel that frustration that you once felt um, and so forth? You know, Um, I think this is definitely the time for you to kind of look into that. It's important. And I think it just goes down to just being, as human beings, just being consciously aware of situations that are, that need to be changed or behaviours that can be modified, that are no longer serving, um, understanding you as a person and what you really wish to gain and let that be replicated in your behaviours and actions and interactions with more people. Um, and just be looking forward to, and being open to learn from experiences because like I said, life is the greatest teacher. And if you don't keep your eyes open, and being self-conscious and being aware of how you react to stuff and how things affect you, it's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. especially in this time of COVID. Um, but yeah, man, I think that was my last word. My mouth is dry <laughs> as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it always gets like this when it comes to the end, to be honest, oh. anyway. So yeah. But I mean, again, I just hope that everyone's obviously learned from this episode. And um, yeah, we'll just have to see what we've got in store for next week. Yeah, man, I hope quarantine isn't... So I'm going to say I hope it's not killing anyone, but I feel that's quite a sensitive way of saying it. I hope everyone is surviving well throughout quarantine and mental health are being attained and managed and 
everyone's just flourishing and doing well. As much as we can during this time, it is quite shitty, in all honesty. Yeah. And there real. really isn't actually an answer. And there's times when I see things like, oh, yeah, go and be an entrepreneur, go and do this. I'm like, just chill. There's no rush, guys. Everyone just enjoy life and stay safe and stay sane. This is it, you know. And, yeah, just just keep on moving. Just keep on running and just, you know, do something with your time. Do you know what I mean? And just stay blessed. That's what it's, you know. And on that note... It's your boy Milo. It's your boy Fabs. Yeah. Peace.